reading from the book of Nehemiah. Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, consisting of men, women, and children old enough to understand. This was the first day of the seventh month. On the square before the water gate, in the presence of the men and women and children old enough to understand, he read from the book from the early morning till noon. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden dais erected for the purpose in full view of all the people. Since he stood higher than all the people, Ezra opened the book, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people raised their hands and answered, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and faced the ground, prostrated themselves before the Lord. And Ezra read from the law of the God, translating and giving the sense, so that the people understood what was read. Then Nehemiah, his excellency, and Ezra, priest and scribe, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to all the people, This day is sacred to the Lord your God. Do not be mournful, do not weep, for the people were all in tears as they listened to the words of the law. He then said, Go, eat the fat, drink the sweet wine, and send a portion to the man who has nothing prepared ready. For this day is sacred to our Lord. Do not be sad. The joy of the Lord is your stronghold. The word of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is holy, a 
abiding forever. The decrees of the Lord are true, and all of them just. spoken words of my mouth, the thoughts of my heart, win favour in your sight, O Lord, my rescuer, my rock. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Just as a human body, though it is made up of many parts, is a single unit because of all these parts, though many make one body, so it is with Christ. In the one spirit we were all baptised. Jews as well as Greeks, slaves as well as citizens, and one spirit was given to us to drink. Nor is the body to be identified with one of its many parts. If the foot were to say, I am not a hand, and so I do not belong to the body, would that mean that it stopped being part of the body? If the ear were to say, I am not an eye, so I do not belong to the body, would that mean that it was not a part of the body? If your whole body was just one eye, how would you hear anything? If it was just one ear, how would you smell anything? Instead of that, God put all the separate parts into the body on purpose. If all the parts were the same, how could it be a body? As it is, the parts are many, but the body is one. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. Nor can the head say to the feet, I do not need you. What is more? It is precisely the parts of the body that seem to be the weakest, which are the indispensable ones. And it is the least honourable parts of the body that we clothe with the greatest care. So our more improper parts get decorated in a way that our more proper parts do not need. God has arranged the body so that more dignity is given to the parts which are without it, and that there may not be disagreements inside the body, but that each part 
may be equally concerned for all the others. If one part is hurt, all the parts are hurt with it. If one part is given special honour, all the parts enjoy it. Now you together are Christ's body, but each of you is a different part of it. In the church, God has given the first place to the apostles, the second to the prophets, the third to teachers, and after them, miracles, and after them, the gift of healing, helpers, good listeners, those with many languages. Are all of them apostles? Or are all of them prophets? Or are all of them teachers? Do they all have the gift of miracles? Or are all having the gift of healing? Do all speak strange languages and all interpret them? The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Seeing that many others have undertaken to draw up accounts of the events that have taken place among us exactly as these were handed down to us by those who from the outset were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, I, in my turn, after carefully going over the whole story from the beginning, have decided to write an ordered account for you Theophilus, so that your excellency may learn how well-founded the teaching is that you have received. 
Jesus, with the power of the Spirit in him, returned to Galilee, and his reputation spread throughout the countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as he usually did. He stood up to read, and they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for he has anointed me. He has sent me to bring the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives, and to, and to the blind new sight, to set the downtrodden free, to proclaim the Lord's year of favour. He then rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the assistant, and sat down. And all eyes in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to speak to them. This text is being fulfilled today, even as you listen. The Gospel of the Lord. Francis has declared that this Sunday is the Sunday of the Word of God. In the Gospel for Christmas Day, we read, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was the real light that gives light to everyone. The Word became flesh. He lived among us, and we saw his glory, the glory that he has from the Father as only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Gospel we have just heard of Jesus entering the synagogue and reading from the prophet Isaiah words that applied to him, words that he was in fact fulfilling, we also read in St. Luke's Gospel one of several stories that are unique to St. Luke, the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Following the crucifixion and the resurrection, the two disciples, one is named, the other isn't, are departing from Jerusalem towards Emmaus. 
and they are joined by Jesus. But they don't recognize him. And they begin by saying that they had hoped in Jesus, but that he had been crucified, and, well, that was the end of the story. St. Luke then tells us then starting with Moses and going through the prophets, he, Jesus, explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about himself. And then there is a passage which follows in which the disciples persuade Jesus to stay with them a little longer and they enter into a house and he sits at a table and then we are told he took the bread and said the blessing then he broke it and handed it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. This is very important because we read, and many of you belong to Lexio groups, we read the Word of God and the Word of God then leads us to the Eucharist, the summit, the source and summit of all Christian life. Then the two disciples said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us? And he talked to as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us. We too should have our hearts warmed, even burning within us, when we hear God's word. Our Lady is the ultimate example of the one who not only heard the Word of God, but she of course bore the Word of God within her. Again in St. Luke's Gospel we hear or read, as for Mary she treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And again, a story which is unique to St. Luke. We hear about the shepherds. The shepherds who were minding their flocks and were invited by the angels to visit the, the cave where they found Mary, Joseph and the infant Jesus. After this, we are told, the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. That is what we should do every time we leave the church. Look, I bring you news of great joy, the angel said to the shepherds, a joy to be shared by the whole people. We cannot keep this message, this good news, to ourselves. It needs to be shared. 
Finally, we think of those words of St. Peter when many people left Jesus because they said that his teaching was too hard to follow. This is intolerable language, they said. And Jesus asked Peter, and are you going to leave me too? And Peter's words were, to whom shall we go? You have the message of eternal life, and we believe we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. <laughs>